Hello there, and welcome to the 77th episode of Blue Jays World Update. I'm your host, Thomas Hall, and let's get you up to date. So unfortunately, all I have to update everyone with is bad news, depressing news, frustrating news, all the above. Ding, ding, ding. We do not have a winner Um, because as I'm sure everyone knows by now, as it happened a few days ago. The lockout has continued. Major League Baseball has continued to lock out its players. And not only that, opening day will no longer begin on March 31st at the earliest. As of now, it can begin on April 8th. But given the current atmosphere of which uh, it is taking place between the owners and the players, it's not good. And it doesn't look like at the moment we'll see the regular season start on that date. So more than likely, we will have more games canceled, not even postponed, but canceled. The season will not be played at 162 games, unfortunately. At this current time, the most we could see the season consisting of is 156 games. But again, like I said, off the top, probably not even going to reach that. I think for now, we might be lucky to see... 142 and you know as frustrating as all of this all of this is there's really only one side to blame and that's the owners it's these cheap billionaire owners not all of them but i probably say 90% of them, maybe more, just have no interest in wanting to share their piece of the pie with the players. They just want to take that same piece of the pie and share it in a different way and just, you know, pull the curtain over the players' heads and say, no, 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 you are getting more money when in fact that's not true. So let's get everyone caught up because I'm sure most of you who are listening to this have had zero interest or very little in wanting to stay up to date with the day-by-day negotiations that took place over those nine days in Jupiter, Florida between the owners and the players. So... Let's recap here, get everyone up to speed. So, earlier this week, we had the breaking point between the owners and players, where on Monday, there was this made-up deadline date that the owners imposed to try and put pressure on the players to essentially say, look, 
we need to reach an agreement by Monday at whatever time if we don't, we're canceling games. But here's the thing. The owners in Major League Baseball, reportedly at least, tried their hardest to get a deal done Monday night which is where we saw both sides negotiating until like 3 a.m. in the morning, um, Tuesday or Monday night, Tuesday morning. And the owners were leaking optimistic developments to anyone that would listen. And believe me, there was a lot of people listening, which understandably caused a stir on social media, if you were awake for it, obviously, that it was looking at least optimistic that, you know, they were going to be able to get a deal done. Maybe not Monday night, but, you know, maybe this stupid deadline that Major League Baseball imposed could be pushed down the road by like a week and both sides be able to hammer out a deal. But as has been the case for the majority of these negotiations, it just turned into a fucking PR battle. Where you had Tuesday, the owners put out that they were put off, that the player's tone had supposedly changed from the night before. When in fact, that was not the case. At all. The player's tone had remained the same throughout this entire process. Even throughout late Monday night into Tuesday. Where they were were encouraged by the progress that they had made. So late Monday night they agreed to having a 12 team expanded playoff format. Which is great. They were able to agree on that. They were able to make progress on other small items like how many teams to include in a new lottery draft which would be five um and made little you know gains in other areas too but the biggest aspects that remained was the cbt which is essentially the luxury tax threshold and the owners just we're not willing to really budge on its previous proposals. And their last one came in at $220 million for this season. And they did not want to change that number through the first three years of the five-year CBA. And even when they are willing or were willing to increase it, it would only go up by $4 million in the fourth year and up to $6 million more in the final year, which amounted to $230 million by that fifth year. And on the player's side, they understandably lost their freaking minds over that because they are standing pat at a much higher figure where they believe the CBT should sit for this season, which is at $238 million. So just from that first year alone, there's an $18 million gap 
between where the players are and the owners are. And for context, by the end of this next CBA, the players want the CBT to reach all the way up to $263 million, which would be huge for the higher spending teams, right? The richer teams, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, could even throw the Blue Jays in there as well because recently they've been willing to spend a lot more money. So, you know, you raise that tax threshold, more teams are going to be willing to invest in higher payrolls. Um, but a lot of the smaller market teams are worried that they won't be able to uh, keep up with those higher spending teams, which is kind of ridiculous in itself because look at the Tampa Bay Rays. They consistently have one of the lowest payrolls in the majors year after year. And yet, they're still considered one of the better teams in the majors. So that notion should probably just be thrown out the damn door. Having a high payroll does not always amount to championship success. So that's a little ridiculous. And then you have other issues like the minimum salary that needs to be put in. Where the players are hoping or wanting to have it start at $725,000, which is very fair in the end. It probably should be much higher than that figure, but that's where they're at. And Major League Baseball's reported final offer in that area started at 700k and going as high as 740,000 which for the players that's not increasing nearly enough which again is fair considering how much um, financial value all 30 MLB franchises have gained over the years and will continue to gain in the future, you know, assuming they don't destroy the sport over this lockout. So, I don't understand why the owners can't just agree to give players who are just starting their careers an extra $25,000. That's what they're nickel and diming over in that area. $25,000 for billionaire owners ridiculous that's absolutely ridiculous then you have the new pre-arbitration bonus pool that will be huge for uh, the top players in the majors who aren't eligible to reach free agency yet um, you know that'll be determined based on war and other factors potentially because they haven't really hammered out all the final details but like it could be determined by rookie of the year finalists or like mvp finalists type like that um so like that would be a significant um development for the sport but the problem is the owners don't want to invest a whole lot of money into that so 
like for the players, uh, for the PA, they want that bonus pool to start at $85 million. That was their latest offer. Previously, they had it over $100 million. They've gone down to $85 um, But they also want that to increase annually by $5 million over the course of this five-year CBA. Major League Baseball, on the other hand, they're only willing to start the number at $30 million, and they don't want to increase it at all throughout the CBA. So, yeah, between all the nitty and gritty that I just went through, because I'm sure that's a lot of numbers to take in if you haven't been paying attention to this whole process. Um, that's a lot. Like, there's a lot of issues there that need to be rectified before we can have a season, before the CBA can be signed. But, you know, at the same time, too... None of it is insurmountable, right? Like, none of these issues should have delayed the season, should have canceled the first two series of the regular season. All of this would have been avoidable if not for the owner's stubbornness to create a working relationship with the players union. And this isn't something that has been limited to just recently. This is something that has been a constant and dire problem for years. We saw the first signs of what was next to come in 2020, when both sides were at a standstill over how much the players were going to earn over the 60 game season, prorating salaries, all of that, having the owners wanting to uh, put in deferrals in the players' contracts so they didn't have to pay them for years and years beyond. And the players wanted no part of that, understandably, right? So, you know, all of that cost us, you know, having an 80 game season or even longer in 2020. Then you have this year where who knows when we're going to have a deal because according to a number of players who were representing the PA during these negotiations in, in Jupiter, Florida, that late night quote unquote last minute progress that was being made apparently according to Ross Stripling, was, who was the Blue Jays' representative during these negotiations, or who is the Blue Jays' representative, spoke to Shadavidi and Ben Nicholson-Smith of Sportsnet and basically said the owners were treating them like they're these dumb athletes that don't know any better. That basically, they can just be taken advantage of whenever they want. And that's not the case. That may have been the case, you know, during the last CBA or the one that came before it because the players just settled and wanted to play and got taken to the, the grinder. And that can't happen anymore, right? This is why this CBA is so pivotal because it needs to make up for the previous mistakes 
that were made. But at the same time, it's difficult to make up for those mistakes when one party is not taking the other one seriously. Right now, or even throughout these last few months, since the lockout was initiated on December 2nd, throughout this entire time, deep down inside, the, player, the, the owners have firmly believed the players will eventually blink and they will cave. And that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. The players have the right protocols put in place where they can train in Arizona while all of this mess is being sorted out. They're getting paid. They've been getting paid for the last few weeks. They're ready for war. They're ready for war. And they have been preparing for this war for years. They've known it's coming. And they're ready. And, and from a fan standpoint, it sucks. Right? It absolutely sucks. Nobody wants to go through this process. Right? Nobody does. As fans, all we want is baseball. Right? Like it's March now. We should be seeing John Eden, Florida, that new million dollar complex that the Blue Jays built that they promised Dunedin would bring them a ton of tourism money, which is not doing any of that right now. We should be seeing, we should be getting overhyped by top prospects who are lighting up radar guns, who are um, racking up strikeouts, um, just drooling over the shape that Vladdy's in, how healthy Springer looks, watching Bo Bichette's flow wave through the air as he's rounding the bases in Florida, while we look outside and we see all the snow, but yet we still get that warm feeling inside because we're watching spring training baseball in Florida and Arizona. Like it's just such a, a joyous, it's, it's usually such a joyous part of the year, right? Where it just feels like the start of spring. We don't have that right now. And it's depressing. So as ESPN's Jeff Passan put it in his latest column, which is terrific, by the way, as his work usually is. Both sides just need to listen, especially from the owner's side. They need to listen. Put their egos aside and listen to your employees into your colleagues. Right? This isn't rocket science. Right? We're not asking the sorry, the players aren't asking, you can clearly tell which side I'm on. The players aren't asking for the world. Right? They're just asking for fairness. And even if you look through their proposals, they're still getting shorted. You know, from from a revenue generating standpoint, the owners are still going to come out victorious on whatever deal is eventually signed. 
that they're going to win, right? They're still going to have the bigger piece of the pie. But all the players are asking for is a little bit more, a little bit more fairness and to get rid of the imbalance that has been created over the years when it comes to competitiveness. We have far too many teams that favor tanking over being competitive for the playoffs. And that needs to change. Whether it's putting in a spending floor or incentivizing teams to spend money by giving them draft picks, which could be counterproductive in a way, but you know, whatever both sides come to and agree to, we, we can't have where the Guardians, the Cleveland Guardians, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Oakland Athletics, the Miami Marlins, and so on and so forth, all those teams that are quote-unquote small market teams just continue to be bad for so, years, so many years and don't even try to be competitive. Don't even try to spend in free agency, trade their prospects to get um, major league assets. You know, it, you, know you look just at, at, at Cleveland's roster, for example, right? It's now been six years almost since they were in the World Series. And it's been downhill for them ever since. Right. And now, you know, prior to this last lock or prior to this current lockout being enforced, we're talking about Jose Ramirez getting traded and then little rumblings on Shane Bieber as well. And it would just be another continuous rebuild for them. That can't happen. And there's too much of that going on, which is another example of why this CBA is so crucial. Like it's bigger than just one season because it's going to change the future of baseball. Problem is though, we likely won't see any games being played until May at the earliest because the owners have already said, look, we're we're ready to miss at least a month of games because here's the thing in April it's not a big uh, revenue generating month attendance are low ratings are low because you have so many other things going on you know the weather isn't usually all that nice in the northern parts Right. Sure. In Canada, we have the dome. Right. But, you know, in Boston, in New York, in Chicago, the weather's still garbage in April and in May as well. It's cold. It's rainy, sometimes even snowy. And then you also factor in the fact that for a lot of teams or for all the teams that have regional TV broadcast deals, they don't have to give out rebates for games missed until May. So from the owner's side, they're not looking at 
a whole lot of uh, revenue loss by pushing the season back to May. And again, I know from a fan standpoint, that's not what anyone wants to hear. It's just the reality of it. So, unfortunately, for now, not a whole lot we can do. Right? We can bitch and moan about everything that's going on, right? But at the end of the day, we're just bystanders in all of this. And, uh, you know, for me personally, it's got me extremely sad and, and depressed and frustrated, obviously, as well. You know, and, uh, you know, between now and May, along with, you know, staying up to date with what's going on, um, you know, for those of you who are who are uh, fans of hockey and basketball, playoffs are starting soon, stretch runs are going on right now. So, you know, for, for Major League Baseball, they're, they're testing its fans, right? Because there's going to be a lot of them who just don't come back and either don't come back at all or don't come back for a few years. They have numbers to back it up. So, you know, for me personally, I can't really do that. I don't really want to do that either. So I'm going to stay up to date with the minor leagues, probably even watch some Korean baseball, Japanese baseball as well, even though that's very difficult to stream in North America. KBO is so much easier to watch. You just turn on the Naver app and it's free everywhere, every game you want to watch. So, you know, we, in this day and age, we don't have any shortage of options at our disposal. And that's great. That's dramatically different than how things were back in the 90s, where you had that disastrous lockout that canceled the World Series. And that's another reason why this could be so disastrous for baseball, because there's a lot of people who just aren't going to care. And they're going to lose fans because of it. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee this season being canceled because again it would just be so toxic for the sport of baseball to lose an entire season but at the same time I didn't think we'd reach this point either I didn't you know for the last time I recorded an episode for this podcast I didn't think we were going to reach the point where Opening day would be delayed and we'd have the first two series canceled and more to come as well. But that's where we are. Um, so stay tuned for any updates that come our way. But that does it for this week's episode. Uh, I hope all of you out there are finding a way to cope with all of this madness and sadness that's going on. Not to mention everything else that's going on in the world right now. It's, it's such a dark time for everyone. So um, most importantly, stay safe out there. And please join me next time for another episode of Blue Jays World Update. But until then, I'm your host, Thomas Hall, and now you're up to date. And please remember, wear a mask, 
wear it properly, and get vaccinated. Thanks for listening.